0: Pop quiz, would you like to make more money in your online business and work fewer hours? The answer should be yes, and I want to help you do that. I try to do that every week here on The Graham Cochran Show, but in this episode in particular, I want to share with you three tasks that I stopped doing, quit entirely, that have allowed me to make more money while working less and I want to give you permission to do the same. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 99 of the Graham Cochran Show where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, told you, right? and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. How are you today? I hope you are enjoying this wonderful day wherever you are listening to this or watching this. Uh, and I'm honored to have some of your time. I, I had a comment the other day, I get them every once in a while, where they, uh, they leave me a comment on YouTube and say, dude, why are your videos so long? Uh, I'm not making videos for that guy. I'm making videos for you. I'm making this podcast for you. A, they're not too long, B, they're long enough to get the point across, and C, if it helps you take massive action in your life and grow your business while working less, then guess what? You're going to have all kinds of time to sit around and listen to me jabber on for 30 minutes at a time. So you're welcome in advance. We're going to talk about making more, working less, which is probably my favorite topic when it comes to online business. I'm a fan of making money, but I'm not just interested in how much money you can make. You can make a lot of money and work like a dog. I'm not interested in that. A lot of people will teach you how to make lots of money. I'm really interested in finding that sweet spot between the right amount of money to pay your bills, accomplish your goals, and achieve financial independence as you define that, but in the right amount of hours where you actually can. Have a family, have friendships, work out or exercise, get plenty of sleep, do other things other than work, have hobbies, travel, or just be like that old man sitting out in his yard with a glass of sweet tea or whatever he's drinking, sitting with the the hiked up socks and the shorts and his leathery skin, and he's just staring at everybody and everything and got nowhere to be. You could do that and still get paid. I love stuff like that. And I'm here to help you do that. It's called passive income. And it's called passive income for a reason, because it's income you make without having to do a lot of stuff. And I'm a huge, huge fan of it. We're going to talk about that today. And if you really haven't started, like if you're like, I haven't, I don't even have an ounce of passive income in my business, or I don't, I don't have all the the pieces. Like I, I get it online courses. Okay. I get it, Uh, you know, content online, but like, how does it all work together? When, when does it become automated? Well, I want to clear that up for you. And I put together a workshop called my passive income workshop, how to make your first $1,000 a month, of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. It's a bold promise, but it's super doable. And my students are doing it all the time. And I want you to do it as well. It's free. It's about 45 minutes. It explains the entire business model. It's literally taking the curtain behind what I do for a living in both of my businesses and putting it in your hands, giving you templates and scripts and all the tools, both cheap and paid and free, that uh, are available for you to pull this off so you can kind of pick and choose based off of your budget. It's all there. Just go to grahamcochran.com workshop or click the link below. It's my gift to you. Take some time to watch it and then do something more than watch it. Act on it. Build your passive income business or add passive income to your existing business. You'll appreciate it. You'll be glad you did. So let's talk about how to grow your income in fewer hours. It's, it's not really rocket science. You have to stop doing stuff. and You have to start doing the right things. So there's no magic. But it does involve saying no to certain tasks. And you and I do too much. We do too much. And we do a lot of things that we think are necessary and they're not. If they are necessary for the business, then it doesn't mean we have to do them either. That's a possibility as well. So what I want to do is go through the three tasks that I quit that I think have had the biggest impact on me being able to work less and scale my income. Um, One of them's controversial. One of them's pretty vanilla, but I think we all could benefit from. And the third one uh, is sort of a sneaky one. I don't want you to miss that. Stick around for that third one as well because the third one is one that I don't think you realize – is costing you more than it is in two ways. And I'll, I'll be honest with how it's affected me. So let's start with the controversial one just because I love to, I don't know, be polarizing? I don't know. I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to be honest. Here's what works, okay? This is what's worked. The number one task that I quit to grow my income and work fewer hours is social media engagement. You can you can turn this off right now. No, Graham. I refuse to listen to you when it comes to you. You have some good points, Graham, and then you start talking about social media, and I just go, that guy is tone deaf. That guy has no clue what he's talking about. I'm going to ignore Graham on the topic of social media. That's fine. I'm not a social media expert. So if you want to know how to grow your social media, if you want to know how to become huge on Instagram or TikTok, I'm not the guy to listen to because I'm not interested in that. You know what I am interested in, and you know what I am good at, making money, growing an online business, making it automated, enjoying my life. I'm not perfect at it. I still struggle. I'm still trying to fine tune it. Come hang out with me in my house and listen to my conversations with my wife and you'll hear the problems I have and, oh, I'm struggling with this. I'm not flawless at this, but I'm good at it. And I've been doing it for 12 years in two different businesses and two different niches. Same story because this model works. And let me tell you something. Social media is not necessary. Now, I'm not against social media, but it's not necessary. As I'm taping this, it's been almost 12 months to the day that I signed off of social media. No Instagram, no Facebook, no Twitter. I've been going through a 12-month social media fast. I deleted the apps from my phone. I don't log into it on my computer. I'm not there engaging with anybody in social media. I'm missing out on a lot of things. I missed a lot in 2020, it turns out. turns out you don't miss stuff. It's still out there. You can still find it if you're not on social media. But I'm not there and I'm not engaging. And yet, in that time frame, this business, the Graham Cochran brand, has grown 5x in revenue. I'm going to say that again. I have not engaged a single time on social media for 11 months, almost 12 months, and during that same 11 to 12 month time period, my revenue in this brand has quintupled. Hmm, interesting. I don't know exactly how many hours a week I gained back from not posting to social, but really engaging in social and scrolling through social. Could be three hours on the low end, could be five, six, seven hours in the top end. I mean, maybe people are doing an hour a day. It could be seven hours a week. I don't know. I didn't track it very well. But I know that I don't spend a single moment in social media. It's been almost a year. And it has not affected my income. Not only has it not affected my income, my income has grown. Because why? They're not connected. Now, social media can be useful and it has its place. Again, I'm not dogging on social media, but what I'm trying to do is set you free because so many of you think that social media is so important that it takes a priority to other things in your business. It takes up time. You're engaging. You're doing the algorithm. You're doing the hashtags. You're doing stories or reels or whatever's hot right now. Whatever it is, you're doing it. And and it might be working. You might be growing on social media, but is it actually growing your business? And maybe it is. I just got off the phone with a student of mine and she's crushing it on Instagram and she's able to sell a lot from Instagram. It's a big part of her business, but she can track it. She knows exactly how much money she's making from stuff she's doing on Instagram. It's a direct line for her. Most of us, it's it's a giant question mark. It might be making us money. It might not be. We don't really know. I'm more interested in doing the tasks that I know generate revenue. You want to know what those are? creating more content that's evergreen, like here on YouTube, emailing my list, building out products, promoting to my email list. That's about it. So I'm starting with a controversial one because I know that there is so much freedom for you on the other side of this. This could mean doing what I've done and just taking a social media fast. I started with 30 days. A couple of years ago, I took a month off. Realized that wasn't long enough. So I'm taking a year off. Uh, And I don't know. At this this point, it's almost been a year. By the time you're hearing this, I don't know if I'm going to come back or not. So it could just be taking a social media break or a fast to prove to yourself that not only will your business not fall apart, but if you've structured it strategically like I teach you every single week, it will grow. Maybe it'll quintuple in that time span like mine has. Two, the other alternative is you don't have to be the one engaging on your social media platforms. You could still have a social media account. You can still dominate on Facebook or Instagram, but hire somebody else to do it. Hire a social media manager who's better than you, who's more creative than you, who will take pictures of you or quotes of yours or clips of your videos or whatever. And maybe they need a few things from you every once in a while. My wife, she's a social media manager for her Instagram account. Once or twice a month, she'll get a request from Anna saying, hey, Shay, I need this quick little video. I need you to do this for a real, just this, this, or this. And she, when she comes into the office and my wife only works two days a week, she'll block out like one hour, record those assets, give it to Anna. Then Anna uses those on the platform. So if, if your social media manager needs your face in a video saying a specific thing from time to time, then sure, they can batch that, but it's scheduled. It's controlled. It's batched, and then they can run with it. They can do the hashtags. They can see what's trending. They can see what's working. You can pay them to do that for you so that, guess what? You can do higher-level tasks that actually make money. So you don't have to give up social media entirely, and you don't even have to give up the ability to jump in there and, and, and interact whenever you want to. You certainly can. But I'm starting with this task as the most controversial because I really want to challenge you to rethink the role of social media in your business. It's not what people think it is. Don't get sucked into the ego of it because it's a lot of it. And don't get sucked into the myth of like, well, the more people I have, the more opportunities will come my way. Maybe, maybe you'll get some brand deals. Maybe, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying you don't need it. So that's task number one that I quit. If I haven't already lost you, I'm glad because there's two more that are really gonna be helpful for you. Let's talk about number two, a super non-controversial, but vanilla, but important one that I quit a long time ago that helped me work less and make more, and that's I quit customer service, okay? Not that I quit serving customers, but I quit doing it myself. I remember four years into my online business, I was doing everything myself. I was four years in, and I was spending about three, four hours a day in my inbox responding to emails that were fan mail, hate mail, and customer service. A lot of customer service issues, questions about products, or I couldn't get my download, or what's my login, or I need a refund, or I need to cancel the membership, or can I switch to the annual plan from the the monthly plan? I was losing so much time doing that. It was the breaking point for me when I realized I don't have time to make content. I don't have time to actually run my business because I'm in my inbox the whole day. So it was what pushed me over the edge to make my first hire, which was just a buddy of mine who wanted some extra money. I said, hey, if I could pay you, uh, I don't know how much I paid him. it than 15 bucks an hour or 20 bucks an hour, like for 10 hours a week of your time, remotely. You can do this while you're watching Netflix at night with your wife, I don't care. But 10 hours a week, get in my inbox, clean it up, delete the mean emails, highlight the nice emails, and then take care of all the customer service so I don't even see it. That way I, I don't have to mess with it and I can go on with my life. Could you do that for me? yes. That was a game changer for me. It was a big ask for me because I don't trust people. I don't delegate well, and I'm a control freak. But once I gave over the control a little bit, something magical happened. I realized, oh my gosh, I don't have to do it all. Oh my gosh. And that week, the first week that I handed off those duties, I had a new idea for a course, a brand new idea for a course. And I outlined it that whole week, and I launched it two months later, and it made $40,000 that month. That all came from my mental plate being free. Because I hired out, delegated out customer service. That's a necessary part of the business is customer service. It's an important part. It's good, but you don't have to do it. And if you have a tool like Kajabi, for example, you can create a separate user account for your admin where they don't have access to your sales data. They don't have access to all that stuff. They can just get in there and they can refund people and take care of that, give people logins. You can set all that up inside of Kajabi. So you've got the tools to do this and it doesn't cost much because it's no brainer work. Just find someone who does virtual assistant stuff or hire a friend like I did. So, so important. Customer service is one of the greatest things you can offer to someone else to do. Spend a little bit of money, free up your time, then you can be creative to go build something new that can scale or rewrite your sales copy or a better automated email funnel or come up with a really great video idea that might go viral on YouTube. Any of those things are going to help grow your business not doing customer service. Make sense? That one's pretty straightforward. So my challenge for you is track your time. How many hours a day or how many hours a week are you spending doing customer service? Actually track it. You might need to track it for a couple of weeks to get a good sense of what it's taking you on average, or maybe even a month. I want you to stare that number in the face once you got it. When you're like, ooh, I'm spending 10 hours a week doing customer service. That's 40 hours a month of low-level work that I could pay someone a small amount a month to do for me, then I could devote those extra 40 hours a month to high-level work, like coming up with new products, landing another coaching client, launching a mastermind, coming up with a really good collaborative video idea with someone who's got a bigger YouTube channel than me. Any of those things would be better uses of your time. They're gonna push the business forward. See how we're thinking about this? Not all the tasks that you do are created equal. They might all be important, like customer service, but they're not all created equal for you to do them. And then finally, let's get into the third one. And I, I want to camp here for just a second because this one, this one hits hard. The third task that I quit to grow my income in fewer hours. You ready for this? I quit stalking my competitors. I know you do it. You know Right now, I bet you could name the top two players in your space, top three. You probably have one that's like your nemesis and it's only your nemesis because you're just jealous. You want to be her. You want to be him. You want his size audience. You want her product line. His website's better than yours. She's been in the business longer than you have. Her sales copy is amazing. His webinar was ugh, made you look stupid with your dumb little webinar, whatever whatever you're saying to yourself. You know who your competitors are and you stalk them. You copy their prices. You look at what they're launching. You look at what they're doing on social. It's costing you a lot. It's costing you time, for sure. Time that you probably don't track because it doesn't feel like a task. That's why this one was sneaky. It doesn't feel like a task, but you do it. You lose time when you read their emails that come in. You're on their list. You see what emails they send out. Open the email, read the email. Your soul feels crushed because they're doing something cool that you're not doing. That's time. How many hours a week are you losing to looking at your competitors' YouTube channels, social media, website, sales copy, launches, webinars? But more importantly than the time, how much of your soul and your heart and your self-confidence are you putting out there for them to just crush? How do you pick yourself up from that? It's not healthy. It's not helping you. I have a student in my membership, Six Figure Coaching Community, his name is Marcus. And he said something in response to one of the videos I posted this week um, that I, I agree with. He said, I think the key to success in business is confidence. And I, I can't really disagree with that statement. I think, especially if you're a personal brand or you're the face of your content, you're the face of your products, you have to emote confidence. I don't like the phrase, fake it till you make it. But I do believe that being confident and then people perceiving that confidence does a lot. Helps you sell, helps you build a loyal audience. People are looking to follow somebody that is confident. That's why charismatic leaders do well in politics. They may have horrible policy, and they might be bold-faced liars, but if they're charismatic, confident, they can give a good speech, good with people, They gain gain a following because we're all looking for someone who's confident because we're all insecure and we want to follow someone that we feel is trustworthy, who knows what the heck they're doing. And so if you have that confidence, it's good for your business. It's kind of esoteric. It's kind of vague and hard to quantify. But what happens to your confidence when you continue to stalk your competitors? It gets diminished. I got a buddy of mine, and I don't know if, if he listens to this show regularly, but I got a buddy of mine named Joe. And Joe, if you're listening or watching, this is for you, bud. And I might I might have told you this already, I don't know. I got a buddy named Joe. And we met the year I started my first online business, The Recording Revolution, 2009. It was October 2009, I started my blog. And earlier that year, I had stumbled across his blog. He had a very similar blog and a very similar niche, same niche, and I really liked it. I realized this is a guy who's really knows what he's talking about, I love his approach, uh, and I feel like we could be friends. And I probably even commented on some of his posts while I was just a a reader of his blog. Then a few months later, I launched the Recording Revolution. I didn't realize I was going to, but I lost my second job in 2009, and had a baby and a mortgage, and we needed money. So I started blogging, hoping I could get some more clients. And so I started blogging, and I think he discovered my blog. Oh, wow, he's doing audio stuff too, and so, We became like friends because we were doing something similar in the space. Um, And we went on, long story short, went on to go into business together. We did a membership site together. We've done in-person weekend retreat workshops together in in Nashville. Um, We did a podcast together. And we're good friends to this day. And he's a really great guy. And he's really an incredible entrepreneur and really talented audio guy. But what's funny is that even though he was a good friend of mine and a business partner, there were seasons of our our relationship where I had to unsubscribe from his email newsletter because I would just get so insecure seeing all the cool things he was doing. It would be a new video idea. It'd be a new product he was launching, a new promotion he had. And I would see it come through, and I'd be like, dang it, why did I think of that? And even though I could... Take that as inspiration to go do my own thing. It put me in a in a dark place, and I don't know why. It wasn't his fault. He's a humble guy. I wasn't bragging. It was just my insecurity projected onto him every time I saw an email come through from him. And I said, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm gonna have to unsubscribe from from Joe. His emails were great. Sorry, my eye itches. His emails were great. Everything he does is great, and we ran a membership site together. So we, we were interacting all the time and making money together, running a business together, but I had to unsubscribe from him. So there was a period of time where we were running a membership together and I had zero idea what he was doing in this business. No clue because I cut off all communication because I didn't want to know because it only put me in a dark place and crushed my confidence. And that confidence is a really important thing. Confidence helps you scale your business. Confidence is what leads to Bold ideas. Confidence is what leads to bold, polarizing content, which sticks out from the rest of the sea of crap here on YouTube and all the podcasts that suck. Like, Confidence is what allows you to move your brand forward, and it's hard to quantify, but confidence leads to dollar signs. And if that confidence gets zapped because you're insecure, because you're stalking your competitors, even if those competitors are your friends or your business partners or your family members, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. What your competitor, our competitors are doing has zero relevance to you. I don't buy the whole like, you know, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. I don't believe in that. I don't want to do what my competitors are doing. I don't want to be influenced by my competitors. I might want to know some best practices for the industry, but beyond that, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want to do. I I am my own person. I have my own life to live. I have my own goals and you do too. There's a lot of things that I don't do right, quote unquote, according to the online business, online marketing gurus out there. Forever, I never launched products. I only have been evergreen. Everyone who I know and respect and love and follow in this space is like, evergreen's hard. Launching is the way to go. And I was like, "Eh, evergreen's easy. Launching is hard. Like, what are you talking about? And I just have had the confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to ignore that advice even though it's great and it's working for a lot of people and I'm going to focus on evergreen. I'm going to focus on content that funnels into an evergreen sequence and you know what? It works. It works. There's something to be said about putting your head down and ignoring what everyone else is doing. And this goes back to the first task. If you quit social media, it really helps with this. It really helps with ignoring what everyone else is doing. And when that happens, you're going to find that your confidence is going to increase. You're going to feel good about what you're doing because what you're doing has nothing to do with what anyone else is doing. And if you felt good about it, but then saw someone else's Instagram post and it made you feel dumb about what you're doing, what does that tell you? It tells you that it's all in your head and that paying attention to what other people are doing is only gonna sabotage you. If you have a good idea, trust it, trust your gut. It might be wrong, then learn from it. I've done lots of things that didn't work. It doesn't matter. A lot of my intuition is right. You know your audience better than your competition. You know your people. You know your product line. You know your personality. You know your goals and your work life and the balance and the integration. Like you know what you need to do. Do what you need to do and be confident about it, serve people, and ignore your competition. I promise you, if you can commit to that, if that means unsubscribing from a bunch of people, if that means unsubscribing from me, that'd make me sad, but if it helps you with your business, isn't that why I'm here, to help you with your business? 100%. So unsubscribe, unfollow anybody that makes you feel less than even if it's unintentional because I guarantee you most of it is unintentional. They're not being mean. My buddy Joe wasn't being mean. He wasn't saying anything that made me feel like a, a, a nothing. It was my own insecurity and fear. So you got to do whatever you got to do to protect yourself. You're going to free up time because you won't be spending time looking at all their stuff and then you're going to have more confidence and both of those things are going to lead to you growing your business. I guarantee it. End of rant. I want for myself and for you to have a thriving online business. For sure, we need to make money. For sure, we need new customers. For sure, you want to grow because you have your own goals. You might want to buy a house. You might want to pay off some student loan debt. You might want to take care of an elderly parent. You might want to be more charitable to your church or synagogue or to a a charity of your choice. You might want to retire early. You might want to just take an amazing trip. You know, maybe being cooped up all these months with quarantines and travel restrictions has made you appreciate the freedoms we had prior to COVID where we could go wherever we wanted for the most part, whenever we wanted. Air travel, stay in a nice resort, go on a cruise. Maybe you're not a cruise person. I freaking can't wait till cruises come back. I'm going to live on a cruise ship. That's what I'm just going to go. Live on a freaking cruise ship and live my best life. Whatever it is, maybe you, you, you don't realize how much you miss those things. Those things cost money. I want you to be able to do all of the above if that's what you want. That takes money. So yes, we need to grow our businesses, but not at the expense of giving away every hour of your life. You don't have to make the choice. You don't have to choose reaching your financial goals or having freedom and time you don't have to choose. It's one of the greatest mysteries of the modern world, and this is why I'm on this pedestal, and this is why I'm preaching every single week about this. You can't actually have your cake and eat it too. It's one of the few things, if not one of the only things, that it sounds too good to be true, but it actually is true. I don't know if you believe me. <laughs> I wish I could like read your mind right now. But if you're on YouTube, I can't read your mind. You can leave me a comment and that'll give me a clue to what you're thinking. Which one of these three spoke to you? Which one of these three do you need to quit? Maybe it's social media. Maybe you really need to take a break or hire somebody to engage for you. And then do it. Maybe it's customer service. Maybe you're just you're tired of seeing all the refunds, the hate mail. It's or you're just, it's all nice, but it's just taking up too much. Too much time of your day, your week, outsource it. It's it's amazing when you outsource your first thing, you feel so good. Or maybe, just maybe, the the task that resonated with you the most, that convicted you the most, was stalking your competitors. Maybe that's taken up too much of your time, your mental space, (laughs) and a little bit of your soul in the process. Which one? Let me know in a comment below. I'd love to know which one really got there, and said, whoa, that's me. I'd love to know in a comment. And if you're intrigued by this passive income thing, and I'm not talking about hustling and just hawking a bunch of online courses all day long and doing a bunch of webinars and launching all day long. Yeah, you can make money doing that, but your life will suck. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about are you? if you're interested and intrigued about building something and then spinning it, and going about your life and watching it spin and spin and spin. And while it spins, it serves people and puts money in your pocket so then you can go do other things and build new things. If you're interested in that, you should watch my passive income workshop. It's going to walk you through how all this is possible. There's four components. It's going to show you how they connect together in the right way, in the right order. And it's going to give you a bunch of ideas, templates, scripts you can use to get started right away. It's some really, really good teaching. It's Really didactic. It's going to help you out. And guess what? It's free because you stay here to the end. You're serious about this. You're engaging with my material. I want to hook you up with a workshop. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Take some time this week. It doesn't have to be today, but take some time this week to actually watch the darn thing. And then apply it. Once you get a taste of building your business around this sustainable passive income model, the sky's a the limit. Then you can put your creativity... Your energy and the money that you're making to better use, to scale, to grow, to serve more people. Ignore your competition, ignore all the distractions of social media, and just do what you do best. Sound good? Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope you are well. Hope you're healthy and safe. And I will see you on another episode real soon.